Welcome, welcome, welcome to Interesting Enough. He is Trey Samuel. I am Nolan Todd. Thank you guys so much for joining us once again. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, thank you. Obviously, we're on Apple, we're on Spotify, YouTube, all that good stuff. So check us out. Give us a like, give us a rate, all that good stuff. Trey, man, how you feeling? What's going on? Man, I'm feeling good, man. You know, we're leading to the Super Bowl week. Excited, you know, to see the game, see who wins. So, you know, it's, I'm feeling really good right about now. I'm feeling good, man. We're going to talk about the Super Bowl, of course. You know, obviously, we've got a lot of football to get into. NBA trade downline, we're recording this on a Sunday. Some big news. A big fish has gone across the country, I guess, to another location. We'll get into that later. But, of course, Trey, we've had about a week off on the podcast, so we got to get into um, – you know, a not so happy topic is obviously the Tyree Nichols situation. Obviously, for those who know that or have kept aware with the news, I'm not going to go into all the details, but obviously Tyree Nichols, um, you know, unfortunately got killed on video by five police officers. Obviously, you know, these guys have been in question for the motive behind it. You know, it may be a situation, may not be a situation in it, between dating a girl, not dating a girl, stuff like that. Regardless, we got an another unarmed black man dying. Obviously the situation is a little different, as unfortunate as it is because this, um, he was killed in the hands of five black men and, you know, guys that were in the line of duty. So, you know, obviously it's a troubling situation, but uh, I just want to get Trey, your overall reaction to it. Cause we try to cover this stuff on the podcast as much as possible and bring light to it. Yeah. And I think uh, it, it is a situation that you have to uh, speak on. Uh, unfortunately, you know, we do this every so often. It feels like, so, I mean, I really don't have a lot to say other than what I've said in the past, really, that is this unfortunate situation. I think uh, it is feel it does feel a little bit different in this situation, uh, again, because as you stated, you know, there were five black police officers um, implicated in this incident. But in the, the day, it's the same thing as police officers murdering, uh, you know, unarmed citizens. Um, a lot of times these unarmed citizens happen to be black, black males. And I don't think that just happenstance. I think that's for a reason. And a large part of that reason is just because the police officers know they can get away with it. And it's unfortunate that somebody will be in that position and that employment and that line of work um, to hurt the community rather than trying to uh, build up and uh, uplift the community. You know, that is an unfortunate part. But a lot of times, you know, these police officers, they're really just wearing blue because, you know, they're bullies and, uh, this is what they can, can do to harm other people and get away with it legally. So, um, again, I think it's just an unfortunate situation. I really don't have a lot to offer to it because, you know, we just do this same talk every single time and it doesn't really seem like much changes. So I, I will hope and love to see change come out of this situation. But if I had to be honest with you, I doubt it. And that, I was actually, I was going to go there with that. And I agree with all everything you've said there. I was going to ask a question though, because it's something that I was thinking about just overall with the situation. You know, a lot of times when these situations happen, obviously it's very evident it's usually someone that's white or non-African-American, and this has happened to somebody African-American, and we usually attribute that to a white police officer or something of that nature. Obviously, there are the situations that are non-white you know, police officers. But do you think this can change any of the narrative um, in terms of just the race relations between the white and black and usually this crime happening? and? have it more targeted on just the police brutality part specifically, which, and I'm, I'm asking that to say for the record, you know, part of the Black Lives Matter movement and us as black people alone have been trying to target, you know, police brutality to begin with. And sometimes people make it a race situation where we try to, you know, um, separate it, if you will. So I don't know if maybe because these guys are actually black and they happen to be black police officers, 
if you think that does anything to the narrative at all? Um, I think from a logical standpoint, it would seem like it would do something uh, for the narrative. And that's a very point that you brought up. But unfortunately, I think like just like many things in life in these in this day and age, I think it would just be forgotten, you know, a week or two from now. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, if you think about it, you know, that summer in 2020 when we had George Floyd, Amar Darby, and um, Breonna Taylor, nothing really came out of that. Nothing really substantial came out of that. There were no uh, substantial changes to uh, mm. police reform or any kind of laws put in a book. So I see what you're saying, but I really don't think it's going to amount to much this time, regardless of the uh, different circumstances involved in this particular case. Yeah. You know, and I, I wish there was something else to report and it could be a little bit different, but yeah, unfortunately a lot of the stuff didn't have a lot of staying power in terms of actual policies and things be, or things changing. Um, but we'll definitely keep an eye on this situation as we do all the others. Obviously, want to send our thoughts and prayers to the Tyree Nichols family and, you know, just want to say rest in peace. All right, let's get into the, the fun stuff, Trey. We got to, you know, we, we're going to start this podcast just so everybody knows. We're going to talk about the Super Bowl. This is the first Sunday in a while, Trey. First Sunday in who knows, in months that we haven't had any football. So we're going to talk about football, all this good stuff. But then a bombshell hit today, Trey. As soon as we're about <laughs> to record the podcast, Actually, I texted you this morning. I was like, hey, we're going to record the podcast this evening. So maybe I knew. Maybe I'm the insider. Kyrie Irving, in the course of a couple days, requests a trade from the Brooklyn Nets because in only Kyrie Irving fashion, everything was just going too good. So something had to happen. He requested a trade. In the matter of days, we couldn't even get on the podcast, Trey. And I was excited to get on the podcast and talk about all the different, you know, destinations and, you know, possibilities where he can go. Is he going to go to this team, that team? And it's already done. So we got to wipe that out. So Kyrie Irving has been traded to the Dallas Mavericks. If you haven't heard, I'm sure by the time you listen to this podcast and my voice, you're going to hear it already. Been traded to the Dallas Mavericks for Spencer Dinwiddie, Jordan Finney-Smith. People who listen to this podcast may not even know who those people are because you might just be casual fans. Important thing is Kyrie's playing with Luka. He's on the Dallas Mavericks. Trey, what's your reaction to the trade? Um, <clears throat> I was surprised. I mean, I, I really – I think you and I both, you know, um, outside the pod and talking uh, – I think we both kind of agree that their favorites for this was the Lakers. And now uh, I did mention that there could be some other teams involved and that Mavericks was one of the teams I mentioned. And their reason was that uh, the Mavericks are kind of desperate. They do want to get a uh, second star to put along their star player. So I thought a desperate team might be the one that's willing to trade to get Kyrie Irving. But I thought that desperate team would be the LA. I thought they had the picks. I thought they had the salary to match. So I really thought that he was going to go to LA, but, um, all in all, I think uh, it might work out because, I mean, if you think about it, you know, who is Kyrie had, Irving had the most success with in his NBA career? Uh, that was with LeBron James. And I think Luka Doncic, he could be kind of a facsimile of what LeBron James is. Obviously, he doesn't bring on a defensive end what LeBron, what LeBron brought even in 2016. But um, I still think offensively, uh, they could be very potent. So – Obviously, this is a big deal. I mean, let's just cut it in main terms. The Mavs have catapulted to the top four in the West now, right? Like, just, just on paper, whatever you want to call it, that is what it is. And, Trey, I want to say a couple of things. One, I've mentioned this to you. I don't know if it was on the podcast or not, but the problem with Luka and him playing one-on-one basketball is that I always felt like if he got a second star, he was still going to do the same thing unless he played with a guy that he thought was just as good as him, if not better, at doing the same thing. And, like, that he basically respected enough to, like, hey, you can get the ball. 
and I'll get out the way. Kind of like, you know, like he had Jalen Brunson last year, Trey, but like we all knew he was just really giving Jalen Brunson the ball when he needed breaks. It wasn't like he was giving Jalen Brunson the ball to be like, oh, yo, yeah. go do your thing. And I feel the same way about Kyrie Irving before he played with KD. I was like, he's got to play with somebody that he thinks that when he, the other person has the ball, they have just as much of a chance to score, if not a better chance. And he obviously respects KD in that respect. I think the similar situation is going to be with Luca. I think Luca's for the first time he's going to play and he'd be like, yo, when I swing this ball to Kyrie, like, this is as good of an option we're going to get, maybe even better. And Kyrie, vice versa. So I think that's the part that's going to work. Now, here's the problem, Trey. I don't want to get negative. Okay. I don't want to get negative. I know, I <laughs> Go ahead and get here. negative. But, but, okay. Who is going to actually be the leader here? Because what we know about Kyrie Irving is. He's not the leader of your team or your franchise. And two, he hasn't performed when there's not a clear leader of the team and or franchise, as you had with LeBron James. Now, Luka's a great leader thus far, but if Kyrie's going in the situation and being the big brother, Trey, that don't, look, that don't sound great to me. Now, it might be great on the basketball court, but how does that work not only for the rest of the year, but also long-term? Because is Dallas... You know, at Dallas, you got to re-sign Kyrie, right, to make this all work. Now, I was the person that said he was already on the Lakers. You know, I, I still think that he's an outside shot. He can go sign with the Lakers. I don't think that's out of the question after the year. Yeah, no, I don't think that's out of the question at all. Not with Kyrie. But, I mean, it, don't I have some credence to that there? Because, like, you know, there's no leader. Just a lot of it's, it's a lot of hoopers, but, like, oh, no, no, no leader? That, 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 that might be the problem. And the thing is, Kyrie Irving... Probably at the last at the last ten years, he might be like the most toxic locker room player you can possibly have, and we have mm. seen him take down better teams than this Mavericks teams. So he really could get this whole thing to implode. And he's like the nicest toxic guy too. It's not even like overly like like it's not like overly aggressive like Russell Westbrook or like Pat Bev or something. Sorry to name the whole Lakers roster, but like it's not like it's not one of those situations. It's like he suddenly seems like a good guy, but it's just like. He just sometimes can't get out of his own way with certain with his certain things that he has going on. But like, so that's my only concern with the Dallas. But on the court, I think it's gonna be fine. Not, now I ain't gonna lie, Trey. Like, I don't know if it was JP or Jesse. We got our group message, but yeah, they about to be giving up 150, 160 points. Like, I mean, the defense is just, I mean, it's not gonna be that. We could just call that what it is. <laughs> like, we could just, hey, call, we could just get that out the way. It's gonna be a free fall. <laughs> it's gonna be a free fall, but they're gonna be able to get buckets, right? You, you can get buckets, you can get buckets. And look. They may be able to get some guys, you know what I mean? The deadline's not done yet. So they may be able to get some guys, you know, the buyout market. So they got some situations going on, but on paper, that looks good. Now, let me just swing it real quick, Trey, to the Nets. What is going on in Brooklyn now? Oh, like, yeah, what's yeah, yeah, really, KD. <laughs> like, it, like it's, it's, it's that simple. I think he's just – you KD don't want gone? to get rid of KD, but I think – listen, what are you going to do? Well, it, like, here's, here's, KD, here's the – Ben Simmons and Spencer deal with you? Okay, but here I'll let me lay the argument for the Nets, and you just come back with it. So I'm gonna just play devil's advocate. So if I'm the Nets, okay. I, I got KD, I got mm -hmm. Ben Simmons. We stuck with Ben mm -hmm. Simmons, right? Like what, whatever it is, we stuck. It is what it is. Spencer Dinwiddie's a nice consolation prize, right? He can still get buckets. He can do some things. I know he's not Kyrie Irving, but he will. No, show he's up, not. But he will show up to play every night. He is reliable. Dorian Finney-Smith's a really good three and D wing. You compare with Royce O'Neal, you could come together a solid team. No, is that team winning a championship? No. No. Can that team win a playoffs series? Maybe. I mean, they can, but I mean, my thing is when you traded for Kyrie Irving, when you traded for Durant, when you traded for Harden, you didn't try to get a team that can win a playoff series. You try to get a team that can win a championship. And if you don't have that, then you might as well trade KD and get some picks. That's you try to do something. Like I don't I don't see the point of that. But here's the thing. If you trade KD, right? 
he's got to go to a contender, which means those contenders, those picks aren't going to be nothing anyway, unless they're like future, future picks, unless we're talking about like 2028, 2029 situation. You're correct. But I mean, you could, and I'm just, this is one team, and you obviously got to think about it with some other teams. You could try to play the Pelicans because the Pelicans have their own pick, and they had a Lakers pick this year, and one of those mm. picks could be a top five pick. And if you trade it to the Pelicans, maybe we can get Brandon Ingram back and a top five possibly pick. Like we have some things that we can do to build on the future. Now you got Brandon, I mean Brandon Ingram and Ben Simmons. I'm not saying that's going to be a championship team in the five years, but at least we have something to look forward to. At least you could build around. I like that. You could build around a Brandon Ingram unless you can start somewhere. He's a he's a nice he's a really good player, potentially star player. Actually, he probably start playing in the right situation. I mean, I think that's yeah, I really think so in the right situation. But what about the Heat, Trey? Can it? I think the Heat, can we sit around and make this move? It's because here's what I'm looking at. If KD's going to get moved, it's either the Heat or the Suns. That's the only two teams I'm looking at, Trey. That's the only two teams realistically would have the assets to give up. Remember, KD would want to go to one of these places because at least they got a chance to win. I mean, those are the only two teams I see because Dallas is out the picture now. He's not going to the Lakers to play with LeBron. So, I mean, it's got to be one of those two teams. But my thing is, is Brooklyn going to be willing to do it? I'm kind of with you on that side. I think Brooklyn should do it. But are they going to do it is the question. And now going forward in the deadline, what does this open up now, Trey? Because if we look at the landscape of the league, you see any other big fish moving? And, like, I'll just throw out a couple of names. I mean, we got to keep an eye on what the Bulls are going to do in Chicago. Are they going to blow up with the DeRozan Levine? Is the Trey Young thing too early? Do you see any other big fish to fry? Are we going to just see, like, smaller, smaller uh, names kind of being moved? I think it's going to be mainly smaller names. If you had to pick a bigger name, it would be what the Bulls are going to do with Zach Levine and um, possibly DeMar DeRozan. But all indications are that the Bulls front office really believes in this team and wants to keep it together. Now, I don't really know what they're looking Why, at. Why, man? Yeah. yeah I, I don't understand that either. But, yeah, I, I think that all indications are pointing to um, keeping that team together. So I think that you're going to see a lot of smaller moves. I think that you did see the one big move that you were going to see. So Kyrie's going to be the one big move. Because to be honest with you, if the KD thing happens, do you think it's realistic it would happen this year? Because it, it would be a quick turnaround. Because he'd, no, he'd, probably, he'd probably have to request a trade for them to actually trade him. Because I don't think the Nets, like, to all due respect, that Nets front office don't seem like they have the cojones to really just decide to just trade Kevin Durant just on their own, especially after they went through what they went through this summer. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't, I don't yeah, I don't, I don't think, I think he's going to request a trade this summer. I don't think they're going to do it go out outright and just do it. But I think he is going to request this trade this summer. And I think they know that. And I think that's just what they want to do. Like, hey, let's just push this back into the summer where we have a lot of time to work out, you know, a, a great trade. We're not uh, against the clock per se. And um, we could just make the best trade that we could do for our team going forward. So I really think that's going to happen this summer. Well, look, man, we're going to see. We're going to have a podcast after the trade deadline to see if any more big fish, you know, get moved or not. Or just kind of recap where the league is going to be at going forward. But Speaking of the league, Trey, we just talked about this before the podcast. I got to just throw this in real quick. We got some, we got some NBA fights that happened this week for real, for real. We got hey, some. Boy, real, hey, that Mo Bamba. We got yeah. So this is gonna probably be the yeah. We can talk about the Magic Mo Bamba. Okay, can I just can I just mention this? Is is Mo Bamba or Austin Rivers really about that for one? I don't even know, right? Like for one, two, but I I'm kind of like throwing off a little bit, Trey, like with the Mo Bamba the tweet after the game. Like the mess around and find out, and I'm just I'm paraphrasing for everybody who knows that that little video and that little meme. Like he didn't he why is he tweeting like he really gave Austin Rivers some work? Why is he? Tweeting I mean, I'm gonna say this: 
Because he, he certainly, that's the last time Obama's actually got some work. He certainly isn't putting on work on the court. So I guess, yeah. no. <laughs> and I'm not going to disagree with you on that. But what I am going to say is this. You don't often see NBA players actually throw punches. You know, usually that what Jalen Rose likes to call that hold me back. Yeah, hold me back moments, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what it normally is. Give him credit. Now, he actually did throw some punches, and he was looking to land them. And Austin Rivers did, too. Yeah, no, no, no. And Austin Rivers did, too. So, like, I have to give him credit. Like, it was actually about that life. And Donovan Mitchell, another person who got in a fight this weekend. Hey, he was about that life, too, now. <laughs> With Dylan Brooks, yeah. Yeah, Dylan Brooks got to be stopped, man. Dylan Brooks got to be stopped. Like, like every it's almost every other night with Dylan Brooks, something, um, you know, and I know that Memphis team, and we've talked about this, the Memphis team kind of has that aura where they do a lot of talking and they do a lot of being chirping and being physical, but, like, the Dylan hey, Brooks thing. Did you just talk? Well, hey, the recent report that we read, and I'll yeah. I, I don't know if this is probably going to come out, but the recent report we read, it may, may be more than just all talk, but I hope it – Hope it doesn't go down that route because I think that team is actually just promising anyway. And I think they're just generally a fun team to watch. So, you know, but yeah, we got some real NBA fights this week going on. <clears throat> we got the all-star game that's going to be happening. So we got a lot of things happening in the NBA. So we're going to get into those and we're going to get into how it's been happening. But real quick, Trey, before we get off the trade deadline, right before we start the podcast, your boy Braun tweeted. And I think he's sad, Trey. Your boy LeBron seems sad. He already said yesterday, which is the funniest thing ever. He said, you know, they asked him about a potential trade with Kyrie, and he said, you know, you got to ask Rob. You know, he doesn't have any any saying on the decisions here. Like, LeBron, stop it. Come on now. Who are you trying to fool, for one? <laughs> Second, Kyrie didn't get there. LeBron, of course, in LeBron fashion, has to pass and progressively send out a tweet. So, I mean, what, what's your reaction, man? Like, what? what and when are we going to take LeBron's phone away from him with a tweet? Hey, do listen. One thing I will say about the NBA, I love the drama of it. You know what I'm saying? I, I love the sport too, but like it's the biggest soap opera. It. It's the biggest soap yeah. opera. It is, and like LeBron's attitude. I, I can understand why LeBron, like why a lot of people don't like LeBron, especially when he does things like this. But I mean, I just I just sit back and I laugh at it. I'm just like, man, this is hilarious. <laughs> and he's going to throw a temper tantrum when he gets on the court. Like he's going to score two points in next game. Like it's going to get bad. I think. <laughs> but I'm ready for it because like. We just know it's coming, and the Lakers suck. So, I mean, what does it really matter at this point? Okay, so we haven't talked about this in a while. I mean, AD just got back. Russell Wilson was actually playing oh, a lot sucked. better. <laughs> That's it? That's all you're giving me? That's it? Yeah, like, no, like, it just is what it is. They suck. I mean, I still <laughs> wouldn't want to see them in it. Like, if they somehow made the playoffs, yeah, I wouldn't want to see them. That's because they probably have, like, the second greatest player of all time and AD on that team. So that that's not a, play, that's not a team that you want to match up with just for that reason. But, no, like mm. – yeah, looking at it from an honest point of view, they suck. Like, they're, they're trash. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, I saw LeBron's performance last week in Boston with the Romeo and Juliet performance when he was – I thought he was going to die on the court. And, you know, based off of that, you would have thought – I thought they were looking to win a championship this year based on LeBron's reaction. I have never seen anything like that on a basketball court. So, I was just confused. That's why I had to phrase the question because apparently LeBron knew something I didn't know. Um, I know he lost the game winner. I know he got fouled. But, like, he's never going to let us live that down. And then I'm gonna let the refs live that down for whatever reason. But look, man, I, I, you know, you know, I'm done watching Laker games. I've already told you that I'm done watching Laker games. But I will done watching the Heat games. Don't try us like that. Don't try us. Hey, at least we put a good product on the court. We put a good product on the court now. The, 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 the LeBron James thing is now. You got LeBron. I will watch him with the record. Okay, I will watch him tune and get the record. Like you said, he's probably gonna push back, push it back now with all that. Oh, going yeah, he, on. yeah, yeah. He's he throwing <laughs> this thing back. Yeah, he's throwing it back. <laughs> 
Now, he is going to make sure he does it at home, though. Because, you know, one thing that we know LeBron will, does like to be celebrated. He can t- pretend all he wants to. We know he likes to be celebrated. So he is going to do it at home. So we're going to have to check the schedule. But he is going to do it. I'm sure it's going to be a TNT game or something like that. So I will watch that. But that's going to be the last time I lost the Lakers. Now, all that being said, we, go, we got some more NBA stuff to get into all the rest of the season long. But football's almost done. We got to get into it, Trey. By the time we record this next podcast, Super Bowl is going to be over. So we're going to knock it out the way for people now. Obviously, we got the Eagles and Chiefs. Everybody knows the matchups. We know it's Mahomes. We know it's Hurts. We know the cities. We know the coaches. We know all the storylines. But, Trey, my first question is, what's the biggest thing or maybe the biggest matchup you're looking forward to when you think about Eagles-Chiefs, that matchup, just initially for the game? Now, what's your first thoughts? I think uh, my first thoughts is just normally what we all look at the quarterback position. Uh, that's probably arguably the most important position. I don't even want to say arguably. That is the most it important is. position. Yeah, on the field. And it's kind of interesting because both quarterbacks are coming in a little bit banged up. You know, Petra Mons has the uh, high ankle sprain and then Jalen Hurts has the shoulder injury. Both quarterbacks have played pretty much MVP level all this season before the injury. So it really is interesting to see what's going to happen. You know, Patrick Mahomes, his uh, wideouts are depleted. So I really don't know who's throwing to it. I think then Travis Kelsey. And then Jalen Hurts, you know, he has a lot of good options, but then it's like, can he even push the ball down the field with his shoulder injury? Because mm-hmm. to be quite honest with you, he hasn't looked that great these last couple of games. Now, he hasn't had to look, he hasn't had a need to look great because his team has done, you know, the rest. But he hasn't looked that great for all, all I'm concerned, you know, these last couple of games. And I, and I agree with that too. Obviously, the first matchup, but two, first matchup with two African American quarterbacks is huge, right? So, like, just as far as history, it's going to be concerned. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't forget that. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> So that's going to be huge, obviously. But honestly, Trey, these are the two best teams basically from start to finish all year round. If you really think about it, I mean, I think the only team that you could even make the argument for was San Francisco. You know what I'm saying? And, and unfortunate for them, like, they just, you know, they they ran out of quarterbacks. They, they basically was looking for me and you out there at this point. I mean, it was ridiculous. Hey, it would have so, been better. Yeah, no, than what they had going on. I mean, but, you know, so it's not, it's usually pretty rare. I think you get the two best teams basically from start to finish actually match up. So I'm interested to see is this game going to go? We talked about this before the podcast. Like, is it going to be one of those almost too good to be true where it's like, these are the two best teams, but then like one team just gets out to a hot start and it's just a blowout. I hope it doesn't happen. Like, obviously we want to see a great game, but like sometimes with the games with this great anticipation, I can kind of see that happening. Almost like one of those Seahawks Broncos situations a couple years back. Like, I mean, I hope it's not a game like that. I was. Yeah, I hope not. I hope not. But I I don't, I doubt it's going to be a game like that, but you know, I'm just interested to see who what team gets off to a, uh, you know, a bigger start. And then also, too, you know, these two teams have both won Super Bowls in recent memory. You know, they get the Eagles in 2017. I think the Chiefs were in 2020. So, I mean, if the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, now you got to start rolling if, yeah, are we starting? I don't want to go with the dynasty talk, but I mean, they have. But I think it is a dynasty because that would be. Three Super Bowl trips and what a span of five years and two championships. I think that is a dynasty. Yeah, in football like, terms. Yeah, and they've had like five straight AFC Championship games. You know, at home, it's basically the AFC Championship game is just basically at Arrowhead. You might as well just book it. You know. Yeah, what I mean? yeah. So I think that's a dynasty. I don't know. Now, if, if they a- lose, I think the interesting question becomes how do we start to look at Andy Reid? I don't know if we're gonna look at Patrick Mahomes um, any different, but it's gonna be like Andy Reid. Like when you take into account his Philadelphia stint. And then his uh, Kansas City stand, I guess you're going to say, is it underwhelming? Or, you know, do we have to give him credit for at least making it there and losing? Like, 
who kind of get into that red territory. Like, do you get credit for making it there, or do you does it start to harm you just because you're making it there and you're losing? And so you're right. I think that does bring up an interesting point because he can go either way. You can go that way, and then I can go if Andy Reid wins it. It's like, okay, now he's got two Super Bowls. Like, where is he on the upper echelon of best coaches ever to do it? Because, because if he gets now a third Super Bowl, let's say he wins this one, and then he gets another one. Now he would have, what, three Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. I know Belichick's got like six, but when you account for everything that Andy Reid's contributed to like the history of the game in terms of like how innovative the offenses have been, the NFC Championship games with Donovan McNabb was a good quarterback with the Eagles, but it wasn't like he was playing with some, you know, great juggernaut of a team. It's like, I mean, I can make an argument, you know, with the Belichick situation. I know it sounds crazy now, but, you know, I mean, we could kind of see how that goes. Like, we could definitely see how that goes and his longevity too, you know what I mean, where he's done it with different teams. So I think you can go that way. I think the Eagles, if they win the Super Bowl, it's just going to be more of like, it's just a juggernaut of a team. You know, I don't think any, it's not going to be a credit where it's like Jalen Hurst gets most of the credit or, you know, or Nick Sirianni, the coach or whatever. It's just going to be like, yo, that team is just loaded from like every level of the field. Like that team's got all-stars all over. You know what I mean? They should be winning the Super Bowl. So I'm interested to see it. Obviously, we got the Rihanna Super Bowl halftime performance. You know, we're going to be talking about that after last year's performance, Trey. You know, they got a lot to live up to. We got the Snoop Dogg and the Dr. Dre. So I, I kind of want to see what Rihanna's going to do. But... Let's get to the prediction. Let's get it out of the way, Trey. I know we're a week ahead of time. We're just obviously recording this ahead of time. We're going to assume that Mahomes and Hurts is going to as close to 100% as you can. They've had two weeks. But with that being said, Trey, who you got? I have the Eagles, and I think it might be a blowout. You got the Eagles in a blowout? Uh, Yeah, I think they're going to get up and running. And like I said, I just don't – I don't really trust that Kansas City offense. I trust Patrick Mahomes. He's like – on one of the greatest back like back there ever. Yep. So mm-hmm. I trust him, but I don't trust any other piece on that team other than Travis Kelsey. And I think the Eagles, like you said, I think they're just locked and loaded in every position. And as long as Jalen Hurts is kind of close to 100%, yeah, I think they're going to just get a rolling on them. So I got the Chiefs, Trey. And I feel... Ooh. So here's why. I feel like the Eagles are probably the better team. But it's a Super Bowl. And it's only a one-game scenario. And I feel like I can I gotta trust Patrick Mahomes. I think they're still pissed about how they lost in the Super Bowl with the with the Bucks a couple years ago too. So they feel like they're old one. And I feel like Mahomes can just be special in certain situations. And let's call it what it is, Trey. I know how great the Eagles defense is. Ain't no guard in Travis Kelsey. I know he got the bag issue without it, but ain't no guard in Travis Kelsey. But I know the weapons is whatever, but I'm I got Mahomes and Kelsey and Andy Reid to draw up some plays and figure it out. And the difference is, Trey. I don't think the the Eagles offensive line is great. They they ain't face nobody like 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 Chris Jones, you know what I mean? And like Frank Clark and that. And I think if they can get after Jalen Hurts, like you said, if they can make it a game where Jalen Hurts just got to sling the ball around 20, 30 times, that's gonna be the interesting thing. Like let's say the Chiefs get out to a lead, you know, can they can the Eagles just stick to run the ball, especially late in the game? Now I trust Jalen Hurts. You, obviously, he's my MVP pick, so I'm more of a believer than most people. But he's never really have to be in that situation. And if he's going to be asked to be in that in the Super Bowl, which I think the Super Bowl is going to come down to be in a close game anyway, I'm, I'm going to go a close game, and I'm going to go Chiefs in a close game. So I got the Chiefs. You got the Eagles. I can't wait to see it, obviously. But I want to thank everybody for joining us once again. We got through a lot on the podcast. We got a lot for you guys coming up. We got a couple special guests. We're going to get into some NBA-heavy topics. We got the All-Star Game and stuff coming up. Hope everybody has a safe and happy Super Bowl week and weekend coming up. And I'll swing to Trey. 
uh you know again thank you for the um support you know really do appreciate it uh please like and subscribe if you want to hear more and like lebron said maybe it's me <laughs> peace peace